Hello, I'm Jeff. My wife and I host Message of Hope. Message of Hope wants to be your weekly inspirational, motivational, and non-judgmental friend to help you through your week as we share Bible truth and life experiences to let you know you're not alone. Let's join Sandra to see what Message of Hope she has today. Hello, I'm Sandra, and today I want to ask you, do you remember the children's rhyme from when you were a kid that went something like, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? My mom had shared that with me when I was young, and I remember it left a lasting impression, and I kind of used it like my bulletproof vest, if you will. I would recite it to myself at times when I felt like somebody was being less than nice to me with their use of words. As a child, this rhyme helped to influence me to ignore the taunts from others, to try to remain calm, and to rise above it by continuing my day as if it never happened, trying my best to feel like I was accomplished because I had overlooked it as I struggled to mentally rise above the hurtful things that were said or done against me. When I became a mother myself, I shared the rhyme with my children in hopes that it would serve them in their times of need to overcome the fiery darts of their opposition. In this episode, we're going to take a look at what God says about our words and the importance of them, because whether spoken or written, they are how we communicate with one another. And I think it's important that we keep in mind as we go through this today that we communicate in many different ways. For instance, spoken or verbal communication using telephones, radio, television, and sometimes face-to-face. However, that's more rare these days. And then non-verbally, such as our body language or gestures we make with our eyes, how we choose to dress or act. It's been shown even our scent can communicate something about us to others. There's also written communication, such as letters, emails, books, magazines, the internet, and a bazillion different social media apps. We should also consider other forms of communication that we might be interacting with, like charts, maps, graphs, signage, Even logos communicate something about you and your brand. The reason for any communication process, of course, is ultimately for understanding. So let's look into some scripture and find what God our Father says about how we and what we should be communicating to others around us. Let's begin with the most important thing to know, and that is from Proverbs 6. What the Lord Hates The Lord hates these seven things, eyes that show pride, tongues that tell lies, hands that kill innocent people, hearts that plan evil things to do, feet that run to do evil, witnesses in court who tell lies, and anyone who causes family members to fight. I don't know about you, But I definitely want to do my best to stay away from things that the Lord himself took time to make sure we knew that he hates. The world we live in today is full of conflicts and differences of opinion. 
everyone feels like their stance is the right stance and anything or anybody opposing our view is wrong because it's different from what we have concluded on any matter. For instance, I'm sure you, like me, have heard much news lately on the Kavanaugh hearing and whether he should be appointed as a Supreme Court justice. As my husband and I watched hours of discussion, one thing is for sure. We live in some shaky times. When people can say you did something years and years ago, leaving you with the challenge of proving otherwise to such an extreme degree. For this sole reason alone, I am glad to see him be appointed. I think we all need to give some thought to what our justice system might become should we be brought to court on hearsay alone. That's some scary business, and a predicament any of us could find ourselves in the middle of had a decision been based on such. So let's consider where do fights and arguments come from. Let's see what the Lord has to say about it. It comes from James. Do you know where your fights and your arguments come from? They come from the selfish desires that make war inside you. You want things, but you don't get them. So you kill and are jealous of others. But you still cannot get what you want, so you argue and fight. You don't get what you want because you don't ask God. Or when you ask, you don't receive anything because the reason you ask is wrong. You only want it to use it for your own pleasure. You people are not faithful to God. You should know that loving what the world has is the same as hating God. So anyone who wants to be friends with this evil world becomes God's enemy. Do you think the scriptures mean nothing? The scriptures say the spirit God made to live in us wants us only for himself. But the kindness God shows is greater. As the scripture says, God is against the proud, but he is kind to the humble. So give yourselves to God. Stand against the devil and he will run away from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. You are sinners, so clean sin out of your lives. You are trying to follow God in the world at the same time. Make your thinking pure. Be sad, be sorry, and cry. Change your laughter into crying. Change your joy into sadness. Be humble before the Lord, and He will make you great. You are not the judge. Brothers and sisters, don't say anything against each other. If you criticize your brother or sister in Christ or judge them, you are criticizing and judging the law they follow. And when you are judging the law, you are not a follower of the law. You have become a judge. God is the one who gave us the law, and he is the judge. He is the only one who can save and destroy. So it is not right for you to judge anyone. Amen. Well, I have certainly been jealous of others before, and I'm guilty of being critical of and judging others as well. So these scriptures tell me I need to start correcting this by being aware of the way I'm thinking first 
before my thinking becomes expressed verbally or nonverbally. Let's look at James that tells us to control the things we say. My brothers and sisters, not many of you should be teachers. I say this because, as you know, we who teach will be judged more strictly than others. We all make many mistakes. A person who has never said anything wrong would be perfect. Someone like that would be able to control their whole body, too. We put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey, but with these bits we can control their whole body. It's the same with ships. A ship is very big, and it is pushed by strong winds, but a very small rudder controls that big ship, and the one who controls the rudder decides where the ship will go. It goes where he wants it to go. It's the same with our tongue. It's a small part of the body but it can boast about doing great things. A big forest fire can be started with only a little flame. The tongue is like a fire. It is a world of evil among the parts of our body. It spreads its evil through our whole body and starts a fire that influences all of life. It gets this fire from hell. Humans have control over every kind of wild animal, bird, reptile, and fish And they have control, all these things. But no one can control the tongue. It is wild and evil, full of deadly poison. We use our tongues to praise the Lord our Father, and then we curse the people who were created in God's likeness. These praises and curses come from the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, this should not happen. Do good water and bad water flow from the same spring? Of course not. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree make olives? Or can a grapevine make figs? No, and a well full of salty water cannot give good water. Are there any among you who are really wise and understanding? Then you should show your wisdom by living right. You should do what is good with humility. A wise person does not boast. If you are selfish and have bitter jealousy in your hearts, You have no reason to boast. Your boasting is a lie that hides the truth. That kind of wisdom does not come from God. That wisdom comes from the world. It is not spiritual. It is from the devil. Where there is jealousy and selfishness, there will be confusion and every kind of evil. But the wisdom that comes from God is like this. First, it is pure. It is also peaceful, gentle, and easy to please. This wisdom is always ready to help people who have trouble and to do good for others. This wisdom is always fair and honest. People who work for peace in a peaceful way get the blessings that come from living right. Amen. So I have to ask, If we're told we get blessings when we live and work in a peaceful way, why do we see so little peace in our world today? Well, God tells us what we do shows what we are in Matthew 12. If you want good fruit, you must make the tree good. If your tree is not good, 
it will have bad fruit. A tree is known by the kind of fruit it produces. You snakes, you are so evil. How can you say anything good? What people say with their mouths comes from what fills their hearts. Those who are good have good things saved in their hearts. That's why they say good things. But those who are evil have hearts full of evil, and that's why they say things that are evil. I tell you that everyone will have to answer for all the careless things they have said. This will happen on the day of judgment. Your words will be used to judge you. What you have said will show whether you are right or whether you are guilty. Wow. I don't know how that makes you feel, but this is a scary thought for me, that I'll have to answer to God for all the careless things I've said, and those things that I've expressed will show whether or not I am guilty, whether or not my heart was full of evil. So, let's try to figure out how do we fix this, and that's told to us in Ephesians. We speak truth, and it reads, So you must stop telling lies. You must always speak the truth to each other because we all belong to each other in the same body. When you are angry, don't let that anger make you sin and don't stay angry all day. Don't give the devil a way to defeat you. Whoever has been stealing must stop and start working. They must use their hands for doing something good. Then they will have something to share with those who are poor. When you talk, don't say anything bad, but say the good things that people need, whatever will help them grow stronger. Then what you say will be a blessing to those who hear you. And don't make the Holy Spirit sad. God gave you His Spirit as proof that you belong to Him and that He will keep you safe until the day he makes you free. Never be bitter, angry, or mad. Never shout angrily or say things to hurt others. Never do anything evil. Be kind and loving to each other. Forgive each other the same as God forgave you through Christ. So, that's telling me I need to stop telling lies. I don't need to let my anger overtake me. I need to not say things that might hurt somebody else. And finally, it just told me that if I want forgiveness from God, that I have to forgive others. I don't know about you, but I have some things I definitely need to be working on. You've probably heard the story of the boy with the bad temper, but there's a good lesson to be learned for it, so I want to share it here. There once was a little boy who had a bad temper. And his father gave him a bag of nails and told him that every time he lost his temper, he must hammer a nail into the back of the fence. The first day, the boy had driven 37 nails into the fence. Over the next few weeks, as he learned to control his anger, the number of nails daily gradually dwindled down. He discovered it was easier to hold his temper than to drive those nails into the fence. Finally, the day came when the boy didn't lose his temper at all. He told his father about it, and the father suggested that the boy now pull out one nail for each day that he was able to hold his temper. 
The days passed, and the young boy was finally able to tell his father that all the nails were gone. The father took his son by the hand, and he led him to the fence. And he said, You've done well, my son, but look at the holes in the fence. The fence will never be the same. When you say things in anger, they leave a scar just like these. You can put a knife in a man and draw it out. It won't matter how many times you say, I'm sorry, the wound is still there. This shows us that sometimes a verbal wound is as bad as a physical one and how important it is to watch what we say. Proverbs 15:28 reads, Good people think before they answer, but the wicked do not, and what they say causes trouble. And Proverbs 13 says, A wise son listens to his father's advice, but a proud son will not listen to correction. People get good things for the words they say, but those who cannot be trusted say only bad things. People who are careful about what they say will save their lives, but those who speak without thinking will be destroyed. Wow, I've really got to start listening to what God's telling me and thinking before I express myself. So what does God say about listening and obeying? In James, he says, My dear brothers and sisters, always be more willing to listen than to speak. Keep control of your anger. Anger does not help you live the way God wants. So get rid of everything evil in your lives, every kind of wrong you do. Be humble and accept God's teaching that is planted in your hearts. This teaching can save you. Do what God's teaching says. Don't just listen and do nothing. When you only sit and listen, you are fooling yourselves. Hearing God's teaching and doing nothing is like looking at your face in the mirror and doing nothing about what you saw. You go away and immediately forget how bad you looked. But when you look into God's perfect law that sets people free, Pay attention to it. If you do what it says, you will have God's blessing. Never just listen to his teaching and forget what you heard. You might think you are a very religious person, but if your tongue is out of control, you are fooling yourself. Your careless talk makes your offerings to God worthless. Wow. Our careless expressions can even make our offerings to God completely worthless. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue can speak words that bring life or death, and those who love to talk must be ready to accept what it brings. My prayer is that we all realize the vital importance and significance of the words we use and how we use them, and how they affect not only others, but will definitely affect us when we answer for every word we have spoken. That's a promise from God, and one I urge you to examine for yourself and consider wholeheartedly. 
As I wrap up here today, I encourage you to go to our website at msgofhope.com and on the podcast tab, you will find episode 28 where you can re-listen to this podcast and find the references for the scriptures we read together today so you can study them for yourself and make any adjustments according to what God alone lays on your specific heart. As always, we thank you for listening to our podcast and for helping us to share the good news of Jesus Christ by liking and sharing it with your friends. And as we think back over the many ways we communicate daily with others through our home life or business, we need to ask what the words we are using are truly saying. What impact might they have on others, all while remembering the instructions given to us by our Lord, the one who will judge us and has warned us that we will indeed answer for every single one of them, whether it's our company logo, our magazine article, our social media post, our book, or something as simple as a text message. My conclusion from today's study is I need to take time to consider everything in my life. Something as simple as a children's rhyme shared in innocence by my mother and in turn passed on to my children by me was what seemed an innocent aid to overcome hurts. Yet now that I've waited out with God's holy word, I find that it is the opposite of what God teaches me. To me, this is now the rhyme that lied. Because sticks and stones do break bones, and words can unequivocally hurt us and all those who encounter them. I want to leave you with these words from Psalms 19. The heavens tell about the glory of God. The skies announce what His hands have made. Each new day tells more of the story, and each night reveals more and more about God's power. You cannot hear them saying anything. They don't make a sound that we can hear. But their message goes throughout the world, and their teaching reaches the ends of the earth. The sun's tent is set up in the heavens. It comes out like a happy bridegroom from his bedroom. It begins its path across the sky like an athlete eager to run a race. It starts at one end of the sky and runs all the way to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The Lord's teachings are perfect. They give strength to His people. The Lord's rules can be trusted. They help even the foolish become wise. The Lord's laws are right. They make people happy. The Lord's commands are good. They show people the right way to live. Learning respect for the Lord is good. It will last forever. The Lord's judgments are right. They are completely fair. His teachings are worth more than pure gold. They are sweeter than the best honey dripping from the honeycomb. His teachings warn servants, and good things come to those who obey them. People cannot see their own mistakes, so don't let me commit secret sins. Don't let me do what I know is wrong. Don't let sin control me. If you help me, I can be pure 
and free from sin. May my words and thoughts please you, Lord. You are my rock, the one who rescues me. Let's log off in prayer. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Until next time, Shalom. Shalom.